Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America, is a podcast where comedian Michael Ornelas is traveling the country, eating at all chain restaurants in search of the perfectly average 5.0 out of 10 dining experience. The objective middle threshold of where bad becomes good. Friend of the Doughboys, Marissa Pinson and John Glover were the most recent guests as they reviewed Costco's Food Court. It's a two-part episode that covers everything from discontinued menu items to how many Costco hot dogs they could fit in their mouths. Damn, I wish I was on that episode. I'd crush that. Head over to linktree.com slash fine dining podcast, uh, F-I-N-E-D-I-N-I-N-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, and click B's giveaway to enter a giveaway for an all-expenses-paid trip to your local Applebee's, the current frontrunner for the most mediocre restaurant in America at 5.02 out of 10, for you and up to three of your friends. And you can watch or listen to Fine Dining on your platform of choice while you're there. Enter by May 1st, and the winner will be announced on the May 8th episode. Disclaimer, $50 will be provided for transportation along with a $200 Applebee gift card. I love doing those fast read disclaimer things. Go give fine dining a listen. The search for the most mediocre restaurant in America. This is a HeadGum Podcast. What's up, shitheads? Welcome back to another episode of High and Mighty. It's me, your boy, the number one fuckboy, Johnny G, standing six foot two, 296 pounds from the south shore of Nassau County, Long Island. It's John Gabris. All you gotta do is trust me. Jackson, Maine, from A Star is Born, what are you still doing here? Come up with a fresh joke. Abortion is healthcare. Thank you, Jackson. Also joining me in the High Mighty Studios, my nearly silent co-host, Arthur Gabris. Arthur, give him a shout-out. Arthur is in the other room. No need to give a shout-out. Just got sad at the idea of what happens once my dog is dead. Do I leave this in the intro? I don't have time to analyze this. And I'm sorry that the intro just got low energy. Let's bring it back for our guest from, thank God you're here, it's all the way from down under, it's Amy Ruffola. Wow, that took a turn. I was hyped, and then all of a sudden, it was like death of a dog, yeah. and I don't really know where to go Sorry, from Sorry, <laughs> that is on my mind. My dog is 14 and a half, and as I was saying that, I was like, oh, am I gonna? <laughs> and then I was like, oh, oh my no. God, why am I thinking that? Hey, depression, it's a hell of a drug. We get it's, it, <laughs> Sunsets at 445 in LA, things are bad. Oh, it's not your fault. It's the season. It's the season for depression. It's seasonal depression is is fucking yeah. real, dude. <laughs> and I can say that because we've just come out of winter. So I've been in my like six months of mourning and sadness. And now I have to be happy because I can't blame the weather. And it's really not working. You out. have to be happy now. You have to engage with all the sharks and spiders and quokkas or whatever the fuck is running around the truly wild world of Australia. <laughs> oh, and you know I love engaging with the sharks and the well, quackers, yeah. <laughs> Tis the season. <laughs> Honestly, it's so fun to me how people perceive Australia. Like, the animals, obviously, but also everyone thinks people are hot like Chris Hemsworth and Margot Robbie. And I'm like, no, no, no. We send the hot ones to you. We keep the garbage monsters here. I, I know. Like, oh, the ones who broke through in Hollywood are attractive? Yeah. <laughs> No shit. <laughs> what a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my my best friend here in LA is from Australia as well. And he is tiny, 
can't he's learning to surf he sucks at rugby he he's a bogan <laughs> his accent is awful it's not sexy at all like it's like barely legible and it's like he, i'm like you're the funniest Australian, you shatter every stereotype Americans have. He's like small and not muscular and stuff. Like he's just a, and he's totally Aussie in all his energy and his vibes. But then it's just like, oh mate, I never surfed. I'm not a good swimmer. You're like, you're not. I thought everyone was. <laughs> Honestly, I can't believe like the government let him out because our whole PR campaign is like everyone's hot and animals are crazy. <laughs> and so anytime let us come someone, to your country like, and don't that. come here because we have spiders the size of your fucking face uh, out to get you. Hundred oh, percent. That shit stresses me out. Do you uh, like the area you live in? Is it like? Uh, is it urban or are you like out in the outback? Are you in? Do you got bushwalks near you? Not at all. I mean, yeah, I live in like a big city, okay. uh, so it is exactly the same. And funnily, the only time I've ever been bitten by a spider was in Los <laughs> Angeles, which I thought was like such a cruel twist of fate. I've been fine my whole life. I let down my guard. I'm in the safe like streets of LA. And then um, a, a spider fell out of a tree onto my head. Oh my God, that's horrifying. I'm not even afraid of... My wife has like arachnophobia, so I get like she is terrified of them. I'm not even scared of them, but when the the aforementioned friend, Yummy, when he was back in Australia, he was sending me pictures of the shit. Like, he's like, my mom found this in the shower. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, man, that's horrifying. That's just in your, your 70-year-old mom just took care of that. That's horrifying. <laughs> And maybe I'm a bad Australian, but I'm like, no, that is absolutely not okay in any way. I think, like, they're so horrible, but the worst is if you then can't see it. Oh. Like, they'll often, like, maybe be on the windscreen of a car and you're like, fuck, fuck, fuck. But then it disappears and you're like, well, now is it inside the car? Like, that's where I'm, like, I'm not playing <laughs> with this. That just gave me, like, my back of my neck started sweating just imagining that. Uh, oh, it's awful. This friend, his sister was visiting and she told me a story that she they, bought, they all kind of live in, like, rural areas. So she... There was a spider in their pool, and I guess there's a person you call that's called, like, the Spider-Man in, in their neighborhood. <laughs> so she's like, I have to call the Spider-Man to get the spider out of the pool. And her son, who's like six or five, is like absolutely ecstatic at the idea of Spider-Man. But she's like, but I don't know how to tell him that <laughs> when Spider-Man shows up, it's like a fucking toothless redneck like Aussie guy who's like, oh my, he's a fucking spider. And like just goes in the pool and like pulls it out and like if it's non-venomous, brings it, whatever they do with it. But he, the son was so crestfallen. I'm like, I think, you know, trademark rules, we should call him something other than the Spider-Man. <laughs> well, honestly, like that man is setting himself up for like the worst interactions because you know what you're doing if you call yourself the Spider-Man. You're going to upset children <laughs> right, of the community right. every single day. Like his life is so bad. Every situation he walks into, people are mad at him. People are let down by his appearance every single time. Yeah. Why don't you have a yeah. mask on, sir? Yeah. <laughs> That's terrible. That's really funny. Well, thankfully, no spiders in any pools near oh, me, uh, but God. TBD, every day is a new oh, day. Yeah. It's an adventure out there. Um, so have you ever been? Do you want to come to Australia? I want to come so bad. Here's what's funny. I've never been to Australia, even though my best friend is from there, but I've been to New Zealand twice and that and he hates that. Twice! <laughs> I know, because my wife ended up working there twice, so I got to like tag along on like a free hotel type situation, but, Fair. Uh, but he's like, I mean, that's like, I guess- the equivalent of like coming to all the way over here and just going to Canada twice or whatever. <laughs> right. 
Well, it feels like you had to like swing and miss to get to New Zealand twice because it's like we're so small, but New Zealand is even tinier. So it's like, how did you miss us and get there? I mean, it's better. New Zealand rules. I'll give it that. It fucking rules. Yeah. Also, I'm so like ethnocentric. I, I was like, my to my Aussie friends, I'm like, oh, I'm going to New Zealand. Have do you have any recommend? He's like, I've never been. I'm like, what? <laughs> You're like a world traveler. He's like, oh, my, you know, I'm like, okay, fine. <laughs> but you see, the thing about Australians is like we never travel in our own country or to like New Zealand. It's like the minute you can get on a plane, you go as far as possible. Like people at, you know, 17, 18 are straight to Europe, but they oh, won't well, go on to like the next state over. If I may stereotype Aussies a little bit as a bit of a party animal and world traveler myself. If you go to a location that's like famously cheap and famously a party vibe, you're going to find a large contingent of Aussies like <laughs> Bali, chock full of Aussies, um, Fiji, chock full fucking Oktoberfest in Munich. I could not in Germany. I could not um, realize how many fucking Aussies I was going to run into there. It's oh, it's the worst because you're like, I left the country for a reason. I want to be away from these people. And then you hear like probably like your friend's accent, that really bogan, like, oh, get I made out of here. And you're like, no, Los Angeles is bad enough. Like yes. I hated being an Australian in Los Angeles because it was more common than being from Los Angeles. Yeah. And I, if you go to like a ski mountain too, you're like apparently uh, – Whistler and whatever in Vancouver is fucking like Aussie bait. He uh, like he's like, yeah, I have to do an Aussie meetup. There's like, you know, 200 of us. There. I'm like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Because in my head, you're all like have shark tooth necklaces and go surfing. <laughs> but I guess, you know, snow, you, you're just outdoorsy people in general. Like. Well, I think like the concept of s snow is so like sexy and mysterious because like we have a few mountains, right? But like really nothing. And maybe right, if you grew right. up surfing your whole life, the idea of like, yeah, skiing and that like culture of hot chocolate by the fire seems really cool. Oh, right. Yeah. that may That's totally. Yeah. That's why I guess I'm from the Northeast. So that's uh, America. So that's like temperate, but it makes me hate the snow now. Like I'm so happy to be a SoCal like beach boy. I don't want to, I don't give a fuck about snow anymore. If it, like what is your relationship to beaches? Did you grow up being like a sun kid? Yeah, I grew up, uh, my dad worked evenings uh, three to 11 in New York City. Uh, and I grew up on Long Island, which is just outside of New York City. And on the South Shore, it's the Atlantic Ocean there. And we went to the beach every single day that it wasn't raining every summer from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. every single. And then I eventually would become a lifeguard at the beach and, you know, hang out at the beach on my own and, and take up surfing and stuff in high school and shit. But yeah, from like the age of like and, and our vacation every year was in the summer, we would go out to Montauk, which is like the furthest mm -hmm. tip of Long Island for like an eight-day beach vacation. And then in the winter, we would drive to Florida to go to beaches and pools down there. My family is just a full-blown... We still go to Montauk every summer and just sit around in a circle and drink like at the beach. Like We are a full-blown beach family. It, I, I, my brain is broken in a way where it doesn't feel like vacation unless there's a beach there. And that's like something... Something I've learned that now there's like, in my mind, two types of vacation, the kind where you go to a city and do a bunch of cool shit, and then the kind where you sit by a beach and do nothing. 
Well, I think there's like there's travel and there's vacation, right? Like travel Ooh, is what I'm like. Yeah, like there's that. a distinction. Yeah. Travel is like we've got an itinerary, we're seeing all the sites, and we're gonna like learn and educate ourselves. And then vacation is I'm lying down, I'm in the sun, I'm yeah, relaxing. I'm sleeping in, I don't have to wake up and walk to the La Sagrada Familia at fucking seven a.m. to for my <laughs> reservation or whatever. Yeah, yeah no, that makes to- travel versus vacation. I haven't heard that. I like that. Um, yeah, I think about it a lot because it's like, what do you want out of your time off? And sometimes you do want to be like, I want to fill my brain with a bunch of new stuff and be going from like dawn to dusk. And other times you're like, I need to rest. I'm so tired. Um, yeah, and that's a vacation. My, my two vacations are like, uh, I need to just lay around to do nothing or I need to eat 4,000 calories and walk 12 miles every day. Like, See, what I end up doing is eating 4,000 calories and lying and doing nothing. And you come home in quite uh, a way. The dream, yeah. <laughs> And I'll say to my agent, like, no auditions for the first, like, week or two while I go in a sauna and dehydrate myself for some time. (laughs) Let me get my Vegemite in the sauna. Let's talk saunas. I'm glad. Powerful segue from Miss Ruffle these days. Um, Thank you so much. (laughs) Holy shit. The sauna is... I've always dug saunas and steam rooms since I was in my, like, late teens, early 20s, because my pop-pop, my grandpa, was a big, like go for a swim in a schwitz, even though he wasn't Jewish. That's what he would call it. He was Italian. And he would say like, go down to the rec center, you get a swim in. And then all the men, we, we all go in the steam room. And I always thought that was so cool. And then as I got older, I got really into the vibes of saunas. And then in the last like five years, I, mean, I in the last eight years, I've gotten more into them. But in the last five years, I feel like the world has gotten really into them. They've like that's burst what I was gonna say, in popularity. They've gotten cool now. Yeah. Yeah. And- Again, it's because of like this like functional fitness kind of like, you know, Huberman, uh, Rogan, like that that world of people. I, I don't mean to lump, I'm lumping people together. Their beliefs are all over the place. But I just mean there's like this push towards like the cold plunge, kettlebell, sauna, zone two cardio, in high, 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 hit training, like all this stuff that's like it used to just be like cardio and weights was weird or like for just for bodybuilders or just for toning. Now there's so much, and then all the evidence about saunas points to like wild amount of of like benefits. Well, that my question for you is like, how much of that do you know? Because I obviously I feel like I have peripheral knowledge of a few studies that seem to indicate it's really good for your health. But I just love doing it. But then I have that as like a backup if anyone ever said. Also, it's because it's become my hobby, and I feel maybe ashamed a little bit as an adult to not really have any hobbies. Or if I do have a hobby, it's like reading my book in the sauna. But at least I can back it up with these like few bits of evidence that I've heard one time about how it's really good for you. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I, for the longest time, just liked the sauna, how I felt after it, how I felt during it. And I've noticed some things like, you know, I've been doing it a lot uh, for over the last few years. And, uh, I think like last month I tried to, I signed up for unlimited at the local sauna place to just see. And I did like 28 out of 31 days. I did 45 minutes in, uh, infrared followed by like a couple of minutes in the cold plunge. I did it every day for like four straight weeks. I never felt better in my life. Oh my God. That is a dream run. Okay. Wait, so talk to me about the, are you in a private sauna or are you with other people? Okay, yeah. So over the years, I've been at like a few different gym memberships. Like my old gym was the Hollywood Boulders, the rock climbing gym here. And they Mm -hmm. had like weights 
but also they had a dry sauna in the locker room. And so that was like a group sauna. And I liked that because there was cold showers right out. So you can like blast yourself with a cold shower and get back in. It was a little frustrating because there's always like two lunatics in those kind of situations, you know? Uh, and and then uh, the new gym I belong to has is installing a sauna. So in the meantime, I joined like a little sauna and cold plunge place, which are popping up everywhere. There's like a high end studios called Pause P A U S E, which is like floating tanks, saunas, cold plunges, like all that kind of shit. Um, mm-hmm. And there are also like a bunch of and this is like one of the major benefits of living in Los Angeles. If like a weird subculture pops up, you can like find a way to do it here. It's like such mm-hmm. um, it's such a major metropolitan area in addition to like caters to weirdos. So like but if it also caters to people that have money <laughs> and yes. they know that that's a way of oh and people that are like interested in health particularly. Like I think niche health fads go absolutely nuts in LA and like most places will not have even heard of them. Right. Oh, that's a great point. There's like a big whirlwind of shit going on here with like money the market is here. There are tons of people with lots of tons of rich people with lots of free time. I feel like yeah. that's what I'm learning in Los Angeles is that like just a lot of kept people, you know, I mean, you I know, could and- never get over at the gym. The busiest time of day was between like 11 and three. And it's like I in know. Australia, if I go to the gym at that time, there is not a soul there. Whereas- There's maybe one one like uh, blue collar guy coming in on his lunch break and like powering through a workout. But here here, if you go in the morning, it's empty if you go like after work it's dead it's so weird but on long island when i first started going to the gym it'd be like we have to get there and get out before 5 p.m or else every dude from fucking finance is going to start rolling in 100 percent. but the sauna is like i i dream of having one in my home that's like a, a, a goal forever However, sauna and outdoor shower are my are my two i want i don't even have a yard or a dishwasher or anything right now i live in a tiny ass apartment but i a uh, sauna and an outdoor shower are my peak. Uh, a mutual friend of ours and uh, Ryan Stanger, he got a fucking uh, like wood barrel sauna in his backyard. I've never been more envious of a person. Especially because he had that through COVID, right? And I yep. was so furious because I like, couldn't go to a public one. And that was the thing that I missed more than anything. And imagining that like waking up and being able to turn it on. Oh, it yeah, especially during COVID when you're like trapped at home. It's like, yeah, I'll do a double dip today. I'll do a, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's so fucking good. And so things I've ended up realizing I liked about it. I really like the kind of. It motivates me to get to the gym. Like if I'm not feeling like going to the gym, I'm like, but you'll get to do the sauna. And it's like, fine, just go and do just the sauna. And then you show up there and you're like, I could do fucking 20 minutes of weights or 20 minutes on the bike or whatever. But the sauna gets me there because it's like my reward. And then after the sauna and then a blast of cold, whether it's a plunge or a cold shower, and then you, there's just something like I think my skin feels better. And a few elements at play here. You're drinking so much water because you know you're supposed to, which I think is, you know, probably generally a little helpful uh, in life to just add a couple of liters of water to your day. I've and heard then, people are saying that. Yeah, rumor has it. I'm not fully on board yet. I'm, I'm, a, we're on the cutting edge of fitness, but I ain't trying fucking water just yet, babe. <laughs> I'll give that one a little more time, get a bit more research under Let the me belt. Let wait and see what Dr. Rhonda Patrick says about water. <laughs> um, she's, the one, she's the big sauna proponent who like, 
uh, she's found my fitness on Instagram. She's a very, she's a, a doctor and very interesting and talks about saunas a lot. And uh, they're, she's the one who I first heard the 20% reduction in like all cause mortality that like they did in that Finnish study. Uh, oh my God. That's the one I've latched onto too. That's the one <laughs> everyone, I it's got the phrase <laughs> all cause all cause mortality reduction, meaning yeah, you even sound smart saying death that way. Like yes, it, everything <laughs> about it makes you seem like a really seem like intelligent person. But literally, she says studies have shown that it just reduces your chance of death in general. Like that's fucking crazy, and and I like it so much. And it's like the first thing that everyone has said. It like is also a. a and we've always known this, but it's becoming more and more popular. Sleeping well is also like a big new health thing. And, and sleeping well and the sauna are two things I love to do. So it's like, you tell me these are super healthy? All right. I'm going to really focus on. And I find I sleep great if I did the sauna that day. It knocks you out in a like in a way. Uh, it's hard to like exercise after you sauna. Like even if you sauna oh, in the you morning. you can't do that. That's crazy. To, you have to like end in the sauna because otherwise like I'm soaking wet yeah. and I feel like you. that's absolutely like the way I'm wrapping up the workout. Yeah, and there's been some studies, uh, and again, um, I think I'm quoting Dr. Rhonda Patrick here, that going into the sauna post-cardio or post-exercise can trick your body into a little bit of like you're still going, so you can oh. you can you can add some benefits to your cardiovascular or uh, whatever exercise your calorie burning whatever your focus is. I think because the body assumes it's like because it's still working and fighting with the heat shock proteins and shit. I think. oh that's great. I just yeah. find I think it helps me recover faster. Like if I do um, a big run and then don't do that versus going in the sauna afterwards, the next day I'm not as sore and I'm able to still maybe exercise again if I um <laughs> Yeah, because it I improves do. your circulation. It it, mm. wind, it winds you down after. Also, again, just like accidental side effects, can't really bring your phone in there. And so then yes. it's like it's at least 15 to 20 minutes where you're not looking at your phone or like watching TV or something. You're just like, oh, I'm – borderline meditating like kind of by accident just forceful not forceful meditation that doesn't No but it is well it yeah. like it helps me do that cuz i i know that meditation is something that i absolutely should be adding into my day and i just cannot get on board with it same, but same, in the same. sauna it's like that quiet time but what i've started doing and maybe is is bad but i find it really uh, like peaceful i take my book in no that's I, great I, I never used to have time to read. I love reading. And now I've read, I think I'm on like my 23rd book for the year. It absolutely rocks because I don't think about the time. So I don't notice like how hot and sweaty I'm getting. And maybe oh, yes, it's I'm not like games. being a, it real, is mind game. Real quick cutaway here. Uh, get back to the book in a second. You have to play because if you just think about how hot you are, you're going to bug out and get out of there in two minutes. You have. I have like a routine that I do that like, it's like a few different stretches and ankle rolls and wrist rolls and shoulder and like neck stuff, all the stuff that I can do kind of from a seated position mm -hmm. that I have built in. Cause the second I start to like, I try to sit there and just relax. But the second I start getting real hot and antsy, it's like, okay, I have like this five minute routine I could do, which will carry me through. Cause even though it's making me a little warmer, it's distracting me. The book is totally, do you have to buy like, do your paperbacks get destroyed? Like, 
Not at all. And this is like every single person. And we'll get on to like the kind of behavior you see in a sauna in a second, because I have to talk about the most insane situations that I found myself in. But most people like they'll see you reading a book and immediately want to engage. And I'm like, my man, the book was a block. <laughs> the book is to yeah. stop you talking to me. I'm clearly doing something. But they always like, oh, doesn't it destroy the book? Which again, I'm like, it you can see the book is fine. Um, but you just take a little towel in and it, it's, like, it's never been a problem. Also, if it means I read the book and it's like a little bit like water damaged at the end, who gives a shit? It was like sitting on my shelf collecting dust. Right. It's Whatever gets still you a better alternative. Yeah. And I stay in the sauna for literally double the time. Right. And that's important too, is like getting that full fucking uh, rinse in the full 20 minutes, half hour, whatever you're aiming to do. Uh, yeah. Y- yeah, dude. People's behavior in the sauna is fucking wild. Wild. It's uh, nuts. It's kind of like airport rules where people feel like they can just do things that you would not do anywhere else. Right. And I think part of it is because you are so hot. It is stressful. So you're like looking for any port in the storm. So that's why someone just turns and is like, what do you do for a living? And you're like, I, I'm fucking in a zone here, man. I do not want to engage with you. <laughs> yeah, it's like there's no energy left to have like uh, social norms. So people will just like say the weirdest shit or like people shave their legs. They clip their toenails, like that kind of stuff where I'm like, you are in a public place. We are breathing the same air. That's How disgusting. did you think this was a good choice? Yeah, absolutely. Disc- there was a dude who would drink Topo Chico like really loudly <laughs> and then go like, <laughs> and like burped all, I'm like I think you need flat water for while you're in the sauna mate because it was this fucking disgusting and this guy had a UCB like, tattoo oh <laughs> no weird? oh wait That's I think I just worse. outed who it is maybe I should believe <laughs> no fuck it he was nasty <laughs> but also like they're fully burp okay we know what you're doing don't try and like half hold it in that's somehow even more upsetting <laughs> I know and even people who wear headphones, like, I'm like, think about the volume. We're in like a 12, squ- 12 foot, 12 square foot room. Like, we don't need you blasting fucking Joe Rogan most frequent. Like, dudes just like watch YouTube videos on their phone in the sauna. I'm like, I, this is driving me fucking crazy. That is bananas. Like, how is your technology not getting too hot or? People have like loopholes. Well, so now we can get into a little bit. There is the like hot, dry sauna, classic traditional sauna where they heat the air. And then there's infrared, which is like yeah. a new kind of technology that's cheaper and easier. And you find more and more saunas are like that. People go both. W- people will tell you that, oh, yeah, it's still good. But a lot of people tell you it's not the same. Uh, Isn't it supposed to like heat you more internally? That's their whole claim that's to what fame. They say, yeah, because uh, it, it doesn't heat the air. It like microwaves you or whatever. But and so your phone doesn't <laughs> get. Yeah, I know. It doesn't sound great. (laughs) Your phone doesn't get as hot. Uh, But I've seen people do like cold washcloths with their phone in it. Like I've seen people do things to like protect their phone so that they could be like, that's how addicted we as a people are to our phone is that like, all right, yeah, I'm going to figure out a way to bring it into the 170 degree room that I'm going in. Right. Like if you can't be away from it for like eight minutes, you really need to have a look at what's your relationship to it. I know. And I, I and I am one of those people that needs to look into what my, I have to like, I have to adjust. Yeah. 
I got. Oh, we're bad. all fucked. We're yeah. like, it, it's so like even doing this. It's like this is probably the longest all day that I've not checked my notifications. And you start to be like, oh, I wonder if something's come. It's so uh, prolific. Our brains are just so so overwhelmed by it now. It's disgusting. Like I, you know, I, I go to the beach and I'm like, I'm gonna bring a book, a joint, a this, and I'm gonna stare at the ocean. It's so peaceful. And then I end up like in my beach chair, just like looking at Instagram for like an hour. And I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? I could be doing this at home. I'm at the beach. There's an ocean. There's people surfing. Look. And it's like, yeah, but what if there are girls with bikinis deadlifting or, (laughs) you know, like whatever. Even like, I'm not even like looking at anything in particular. It's like reflexive. Honestly, that's just, what's worse. It's a habit. Like you yeah. don't even you. It's in your hand, and you're looking at it before you've realized you've done it. Just talking about it right now, I'm feeling. This is insane. I'm feeling like a psychosomatic kind of pain in my hand from the way my hand has to hold a phone. I'm feeling it in my thumb and, and pinky, which is like something I get from holding my phone too much. Oh my I have God. to figure something out. I have to break it. Yeah, but but my question. Because I think about it a lot too, but I don't know what the answer is because it's like you and I, so much of our job, unfortunately, like requires that it's either like the online promotion-y side of it, or you have to have like be getting emails for auditions and take, like, I don't know how you could live without it, but I don't know how to have a healthy relationship half with it. Okay. You, see, like- I think, I think that's where I'm struggling too. Like, and I do feel like I'm not putting this on you. I'm going to put it on myself. I do feel like there's a little bit of like excuses I'm throwing around like, well, no, I need to know what's going on on Instagram and Twitter at all times. And it's like, I probably don't actually, I could probably design a healthy relationship with my phone. Like if I'm like, even if I said, imagine you said, imagine you said 90 minutes a day, you get two 45 minute chunks to do whatever the fuck you want on your phone. If you told me that when I was younger, I'd be like, what am I going to do for night? Now I'm, that would be a huge cutback. <laughs> like, yeah. That's crazy. That's bad. I need. Well, I think like- my problem is I know that I, in every other facet of my life, I can't, like, I don't tend to do things halves, right? I'm either like all in or all out. And that goes for like exercise, you know, food, right. all of those kind of things. So I think deep down, I'm like, yeah, I know I can't have a healthy relationship. So I do need to give, get rid of it completely, but we can't because I don't think that I can survive without it 100%. Right. So it is like testing all of those things where normally you just be like, right, that's it. That's not in my life. I'm like, fuck, it is in uh, my life and it's destroying it. <laughs> oof, dude, I hear you. I hear you so much. And that's why finding these activities that eliminate the phone for me, excuse me, I'm having Topo Chico. Um, <laughs> things that... that <laughs> Finding things you that you have like, to tell me who that was off mic. <laughs> I don't know who he was. He just had a use. He had the tattoo of like the the 3D glasses on his arm. I do not know who he is. Yeah, but that and can't I, be I would just evil, right? That's a horrible no. I tattoo. know. I know. Eric Appel has that tattoo, and it wasn't him. <laughs> Appel is my friend. I would recognize him and also tell him to stop burping in the sun. <laughs> Dude, the worst one I've ever had, it was in the Bronx in New York City in a sauna, uh, in a steam room, sorry. So remember, like, moisture in the air. Yeah, the a steam room, for people in. who are confused, the steam room is like the tile one that has is humid with, like, vapor. And, you know, sometimes it's got eucalyptus oil in the air or whatever. And then oh. sauna is like the dry wood one. Yeah. 
Yeah, and you wish there's eucalyptus in the air. I'm telling you the ones that I was going to when I was Smell in like America. Smell like feet, like hot feet, right? Like <laughs> yeah, microwaved yeah. feet. It's disgusting sometimes. <laughs> yeah, if a feet had a butt, that is what it smells like. <laughs> yeah, it but smells this... like the fart of a pinky toe, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's whatever that man, when he goes, like that is the smell of the uh, steam room. <laughs> but a lady walked in with a full burrito and then unwrapped it and proceeded to eat it in the steam room. And I'm like, okay, in the sauna, it would have been insane enough. But there's something about like the wet droplets of it's the like air. You're not even enjoying that. You're not only ruining everyone else's experience, you're ruining the your own experience of eating the burrito. When it gets that hot, I don't feel like I don't want to eat a burrito when I'm sweating. If you're sweating no. and wet and then like the paper is disintegrating and it's just like meat juices into the air. It was so wild. It's so gross because like when you ordered like delivery or something and the bag gets a little steamy and everything gets a little like damp and moistured, you're like, ew, gross. And now you're just like bringing it into the fucking swamp that is a Bronx uh, steam room. Jesus Christ. The Bronx steam room, by the way, sounds like one of those like weird sex moves that's like only like a nasty joke for like high school kids. Ew, <laughs> dude, I want to give her a Bronx steam room. <laughs> And both of those things smell the exact same. <laughs> but I'm like, what is the progression that got her to... Because you don't start eating a burrito in the steam room, right? Like that kind of been first thought. It's like no, little incremental She's had been having that... yogurt in there every day. Ew. Well, I don't know why yogurt, I think, is the grossest thing you could eat in the sauna. Yogurt is so much better. I like, it, I fruit, I'll, right. <laughs> I'll accept fruit. You know, people, I'll see them eating like oranges, apples, and I'm like... We're in a world where that's acceptable. Yogurt yeah. even somehow I'm like, okay, I'm, I'll be on board for this. But it's like the meat element is yeah, so hard. Yeah, there's something nasty. There's something nasty about like a meal. Like I understand people like you might need to jam down some snacks or something. But the idea of a meal in the sauna is like, you're. it's like, no, babe, you don't need to do this multitasking. You could wait 10 minutes and eat that burrito or wait 10 minutes and hit the steam room. Just do one at a time. Because, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be 10 to 12 minutes of your day. If you can't get through that without needing a burrito, I don't know what to tell you. Right. It's like I don't think you really want to be in the steam room if you got to bring a fucking burrito in with you. Like I don't think you're, I don't think you're built for this, as the kids say. <laughs> so you were saying before about, like, I guess – that and cold plunges and like the broader um, health trends that are around now. So are you into all of that? Like, has that become, are you yeah. cold plunging as well? I'm trying to cold plunge as well. Um, the place I joined um, is like a sauna and cold plunge place. So you book like a 45 minute sauna and you get a 15 minute cold plunge after I, you have to book both. You have to pay for both. And it's like, you get like four a month or six a month or eight a month, depending on your like, uh, what you're paying, you know, classic uh -huh. like punch card type of situation. And for me, and I've also done that high-end place pause. Uh, and that's cool because the room you rent, and that's very expensive, but the room you rent has the sauna and the cold plunge in the room and you get it for an hour. So you can go oh, back and forth, sick. which is the real, that that um, contrast, contrast therapy, as they call it. Um, is really good for like your blood pressure and shit like that of just like going super cold to super hot, super like, you know, not like directly uh, in and out of each one. Cause that could be a little system shock, but uh, it's so, it's so fucking enjoyable. Like 
I truly believe if I had like a sauna and a cold shower, a sauna and a cold plunge in my house, like I would be like the healthiest. I could like live to be a hundred or something like that. <laughs> oh, hundred percent. We'd be kings. But have you found that the um the cold plunge, like have you felt a health difference? I mean, looking at just through the camera at you, you look like really well at the moment. Oh, so thank I'm- you. Yeah, I think I've gotten like I think it helps my skin. I think it does make me feel it makes me feel better. Um it you feel really good after you do it. You get like that weird tingle for the day. And I see that I've improved at it. Like I've gotten like I can hold in, I can stay in longer uh, than I could previously, which I don't know if that means any actual health benefits, but I can at least see improvement. And then I I feel like it, it was doing something. I do hear some people in in reference to hypertrophy, like to building muscle, that some people would say, that the cold plunge could, uh, because your muscle is supposed to like repair itself to rebuild to be bigger and stronger, the cold plunge could work against that antagonistically with that at times. But I'm not trying to get be a bodybuilder. I'm just trying to like live a little longer and undo years of bad behavior. So I think it's doing something. And that's the thing about all this. And I will say for like the last few weeks, I haven't been sauna and cold plunging. And I do feel worse and I am having a harder time going to sleep at night and a uh, harder time waking up in the morning and stuff. I was, I, I, I do now without it realize I, I don't know if I need it, but I certainly miss it without it now, like pulling it out of my routine. I do feel worse. Okay. I mean, like, that's just interesting to know. Like that's good intelligence for you to have of like, Oh, I actually can feel a tangible difference in my day. Yeah, And I don't know yeah. if I could like, if, if there was a metric to show and at, at this point in my life, like if something is allegedly healthy, but more importantly, I feel good doing it. That's like enough for me. You know what I mean? Like it's more than enough. And the main thing is it's stopping me from doing something that is bad for me, which my right, whole exactly. day is just like, how can I get through the day without fucking up my whole life? And right. so if I can distract myself with these like good activities. It's like, well, that's an hour done that I don't have to worry about. Like only got 23 hours left or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> only got 23 hours left. Uh, hopefully no meth, but uh, let's hit the cold plunge again. <laughs> let's kill a little time here. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and I I found that it really I did feel I do feel really especially right after right after a sauna and then you take like a cold rinse or something like that the way you feel and I'm drinking tons of water during this so I'm not really losing the water weight that everyone talks about. Mm-hmm. Also, I've been fucking experimenting a little bit with drinking salts with electrolytes. Uh, in the sauna, and that's been and that's been really really rich for me. I've been. What do enjoying- you mean drinking salts? Because that just makes me think of like when people were eating bath salts and fucking like eating, like chewing. <laughs> oh yeah, that's what I'm doing. Off. I like chewed a guy's face off in the sauna because he <laughs> he was burping. Uh, man, and I thought the burrito was weird. <laughs> <laughs> Don't eat a burrito. Eat your fucking fellow man's face. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, drinking salts are like. Um, electrolyte beverages you know like oh, like okay but without the sweetener so there's no yeah. sweetness to it so it does just taste like salty watermelon water or salty uh you know uh raspberry water or whatever you're doing and okay. uh and it's supposed to be really good for hydrate and i do feel really good and i don't feel like 
as sapped after as tapped sapped and tapped that sounds again that sounds gross i gotta give her a bronx steamer but first she wants to sap and tap tap. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah so and that's become like a a habit of mine post gym is like jump in the sauna with my electrolytes drink that down cold plunge shower and, and start the day but i will say I like the sauna so much. I do think my actual gym going and my actual fitness is suffering a little bit because I'll be like, oh shit, I only have two hours left. And it's like, oh, I I got, oh shit, if I don't get to the, like I'll make a sauna appointment at my place and be like, all right, sauna appointments at 1230. That means if I get to the gym at 11, I could work out till like 1120 and then run over to the sauna place. And then you get to the gym at like, instead at like 1040 and you're like, well, I still really want to go to the sauna, so I guess I'll just do 20 minutes of working out and then hit the sauna. And so that was happening to me quite a bit last month. So I have to like get a little bit better at 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 oh, surprise surprise. I have to get a little bit better at time management. The guy who can't get off his fucking phone, the guy's 41 and never had a real job 9 to 5. Yeah, no shit. I am not good with time management. No, man, it's overrated. But I'm the same. Like I will prioritize the um sauna well over like a workout or like I don't know, uh, probably a, a fun thing. I'd rather, like, even social commitments I'll push because I'm like, no, I want to get this in. Like, I want to take it off for the day. Like, it genuinely sets me... I think I'm probably, like, borderline obsessed with it, whereas, like, if I don't do it, I start to feel uncomfortable about it. Bro, um, preacher choir. That's how I feel. Like, this last month has been hard. I, like, miss the sauna, which is, like, a weird thing to say. But, yeah, I miss no, the fucking sauna. No, it's true. Like, oh... If the thing is like a half an hour more sleep or getting to this, I'm like, I'll just set my alarm earlier because I want to know that at least like I've ticked that off and then whatever happens in the day, you know, will be up to future Amy and her choices. That's why that I she want makes. one in my house so <laughs> yes. fucking bad. I They're hear, not actually that expensive though. Have you actually looked up like the prices? I, they are not that ex- They are expensive, but they are not like. They are manageable. Like it's not like you're buying a car. You're buying. It's like you're buying a very nice electronics or something like that. Like Which is buying- the issue because it is expensive, but it's not so expensive that it's not within the realm of like possibility. And that is the worst price bracket because it's like I could do this. It would be a bad choice for like paying a mortgage, but it is like I wish it was like forty thousand dollars and just like. So out of the I question. would know. I never can buy it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, but like every week I'll be like, well, maybe there's like a sale, and I'm like, no, no, no. Like you, you have to pay your rent, and you're an actor. Like stop doing this. When you look up like how much your my sauna place costs per month and i'm like Mm. whoa in like four years of doing this i could just buy a sauna and then it's like but i also don't have the space for one and that's like where you get into like the real issues is like if it was forty thousand dollars i could just not think about it but the fact that it's like you know five i could maybe save up and get one but i also just do not have a place for it yeah, I mean, see, that's good that you have a physical barrier too. I The place I've moved um, into this year has like a pretty decent patio and I'm like out on the patio, like looking out at the sunrise, I would genuinely if you did be a GoFundMe, If you did a GoFundMe for a sauna, I mean, it would be weirdly tacky, but I would donate. <laughs> <laughs> you're like maybe maybe only fans is fine right and i could do like sauna content and it could be like my niche and it would get me my sauna but um <laughs> well I think, that's yeah, a that's even i'll definitely support over. you with that over gofundme <laughs> <laughs> i can guarantee a monthly payment from from me if we if you go only fans trust me trust me i've thought of like if i ever move and get a new place that has the space i will like immediately 
create like a a, a savings fund to get my fucking sauna because uh, I want one so bad. I want I, I want Stanger just to like have me over every day. <laughs> I'm like, please. <laughs> yeah, he should be like doing a low key side business where he if he rented that out for like a half of the price of your paws or whatever these like bougie places are, that dude could be making a killing. It'd be really funny, like, because that'd be a fun, like, that's a very smart business model, except you constantly have, like, sweaty, naked people in your yard or whatever, and you're like, okay, time to leave. My son is coming home from school or whatever. You're like, sir, please get dressed and get the fuck out of here. Or hear me out, camera in the sauna, and this is another OnlyFans. Like, there's a yeah, market and it's for like everything. non-consensual. Oh, you didn't read the fine print on the thing you signed, the release you signed? No head. one reads that form. Come on. <laughs> you will be all over my website. Only sweats.com. <laughs> and it's not just me in sweatpants. It's people sweating. Sorry. Hey, uh, both, uh, both are good. It's 2023 and you can't buy anything anymore. You can only subscribe to them. Whether it's streaming services, razors, fitness, pet food, bacon, printer ink, all this stuff, you got to subscribe because they know you'll forget and they'll just take your money month after month. And, you know, it's on a credit card, so maybe you don't notice. Well, it's impossible to keep tabs on what you're paying for every month. And then that's where rocket money comes in. Rocket money saved me and my wife's butt. I mean, uh, that's maybe hyperbole, but we were paying for two of this, a double payment towards a streaming service. Each of us had it in our name and we didn't realize. And so we were double paying for something we shouldn't even have had one of, to be honest. Uh, that's why I'm not leaving. I'm leaving out the names. So thank, thanks to Rocket Money, we noticed that. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Now, Rocket Money has over 5 million users and going up every day. Rocket Money has helped save its customers an average of $720 a year, making that $1 billion in total savings so far. Okay, jump on board. Save a few bucks each month. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash mighty. Rocketmoney.com slash mighty. Like high and mighty. That's rocketmoney.com slash mighty. R-O-C-K-E-T-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash M-I-G-H-T-Y. Rocketmoney.com slash mighty. I'll tell you what, uh, I have been traveling lately and not, you know, not staying home, been out and about. And luckily I had my travel packs of AG1 with me. If you're a longtime listener, you might know I've been drinking it for a couple of years now. And when I started taking AG1 daily, I started to feel a difference because AG1 is a foundational nutrition supplement that supports your body's universal needs like gut optimization, stress management, and immune support. Since 2010, AG1 has led the future of foundational nutrition, continuously refining their formula to create a smarter, better way to elevate your baseline health. So I recommend it to all my friends and family because, uh, look, it's tested for a bunch of contaminants. It's certified for sport. It's based on the latest science, and they keep high-quality standards. But really, the only reason I keep pushing it is because it's a really easy, simple habit to add that will really improve your health. You know, uh, it's just getting you to drink it in the morning. And for me, 
when I now that since I've started my morning with AG1, uh, it gives me that motivation as in it's a first step towards a healthy day. So I do that. Then I'm like, boom, what's my next healthy thing? I'm going to go for a walk. I'm going to get out in the sun. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. All because I started my day with AG1. Super easy to go down. Take it down with 12 to 16 to 20 ounces of water, whatever you prefer. It's not bad to get that much water first thing in the morning because you've been not drinking water all night. So getting that first glass down with all the macronutrients, boom, baby. AG1 is the supplement I trust to provide the support my body needs daily, and that's why they've been a partner for so long. I'm sure you guys have heard these ads going. If anyone's binging high and mighty, they've been hearing a lot of AG1 ads, but that's how much I like them. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3, K2, and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash mighty. That's drinkag1.com slash mighty. D-R-I-N-K-A-G, the number one, dot com slash M-I-G-H-T-Y. Check it out. So there are cultures that are very into saunas and like, it's very, it's very much a Scandinavian thing, if you will. Uh, like, mm-hmm. and when there's a, I'll, I'll send it to you when we, uh, when we get off, but there's like a great map of like all the saunas in Finland. And it's oh, like, my God, <laughs> it's like, th- it's like if you mapped the CVSs in America or something like that, there's, just, it's like so inundated with dots and you're like, Oh my God, they have, People have them in so many people have that. It's like a, it's a part of their culture over there. It's so that rules like our map would be like the amount of spiders in Australia. Like they get saunas <laughs> right, right. and we get like things that will murder you if you're not careful. Yeah, we get guns <laughs> in America. <laughs> <Oof>. <laughs> yeah, I think I'd rather have fucking spiders. <laughs> it's also um, it's also like a very male dominated thing. Like I most saunas that I find yes. myself in. I will be the only female. There might be another one, but there are co-ed saunas. Oh yeah, like it's there'll just be one for whatever facility. Like I go to one at a swimming pool, and so it's just like the pool and then a, a sauna and a steam room. Co-ed, um, everyone's obviously like towel and bathers, but it's always men. Like I can't figure out why why the ladies aren't doing it. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder what that is. I feel like. I, I think like- it's like an aversion to sweating or like, cause you do get pretty gross in there. Right. And so probably like, yeah, you don't like, you can't traditionally like, don't want to do that. You can't like make makeup last through the sauna. Like, you know, like you can't yeah. be like, you can make, maybe make makeup last through a little bit of time on the elliptical or at the gym. You can still like go out for the day with your face on. But if you choose mm-hmm. to do the sauna, you're like committing to, and you're right. It is a very, uh, man like a a lot of men do it and i wonder i wonder what that is i i I mean i think you're right it's like an aversion to sweating but there's also something like the priorities of what of what society says women need to do fitness wise or whatever you know what i mean it's like cardio butts uh you know like don't have bat wings uh you know muscular leg like whatever whatever the you know stupid fucking body composition shit that society is pushing on women saunas doesn't necessarily seem like the the quote-unquote fix like 
You know, yeah, what I mean? like, basically like a, a tabloid magazine in the 2000s did not sell me on that I need to go in the sauna, whereas it did right. sell me that I have to like run on a treadmill for the rest of my life. And have and abs never eat and a have bread. a huge yeah. butt, but also be underweight, like all the complicated weird. Meanwhile, for men, it's like be buff or have a dad body even. And like men get just to be like whatever just works, you know, because <laughs> women are because the people attracted to men are straight women and gay men who are both very open-minded and then like the flip of that is like straight men are like even the ugliest dumpiest fucking cis hetero dude in the world is like she's too fat for me it's like (laughs) what dude aren't you a virgin with fucking like whiteheads on your quads and you think you like it's like no i I'm holding out for more of like a Margot Robbie type. And you're like, okay. But you've never even walked past a woman. Like they find a way to like vaporize when you're in the same room. The false confidence in men is like bananas. Like I I feel like if there's probably been a study, but if a study of like men rate themselves on one to 10 and rate the women that they believe they can, that, that they should want to be with on a scale one to 10, and then have those women like secretly also rate those guys, I think would be soul crushing. Cause like, I think oh. so many guys are like, uh, the amount of people who just message me and be like, we look a lot alike, man. Or like, I'm like, uh, no, we don't. <laughs> yes, I what am. What are you seeing? <laughs> I am big and I do have a beard. So yes, we have that in common, <laughs> but <laughs> From there, we kind of, you know, go a little different Things ways. Things do deviate a little <laughs> yeah. bit. I think, but, though, like, for women, I think it's less about, um, like, men's opinion of them, but it's more like we care more about what other women think or, like, right. are so brainwashed by um, media and that kind of culture of what women – like, even <laughs> – this is so unrelated, but I've been watching Selling Sunset. Um, oh, you got it. You got it. The property's amazing. That's my Oppenheimer. Um, Forget Chris Nolan. Oppenheimer Group is my Oppenheimer. <laughs> and forget Bobby. This is feminism to me, selling sunset. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they don't even like sell houses anymore on the show. It's so funny. <laughs> but you watch that show and I can't, every episode I'm like, am I a woman? Like I get so confused about like what I'm supposed to look like because, and not saying that any of them are doing anything wrong or different. It's just like very specific choices have been made and the casting of it is only representative of like a certain type of woman, right? Oh yeah, it's a, nar- help, it's a but- narrow, it's a narrow uh, beam that they're focusing on people. But it is on you. Unu- I mean, LA is is unusual with that of like. <laughs> but these are the shows that are getting broadcast, you know, everywhere, right? So right, you look right. at it and you go, well, maybe like that's that's the goal I'm supposed to be like working towards because these are what like um, we're telling everybody that like women should look like and so it gets so you're comparing yourself to that not even like sorry the guys don't even count i'm just like trying to look like the woman on selling sunset right right exactly like that's my goal i want to look like her yeah yeah and i'm 31 and like very comfortable in myself and it's still like fucks with my head so i'm like what are teenagers that are look because when i was a teenager people still looked like uh like a bit more varied i guess on television in that sense whereas now it's like it's getting more and more the filterization of it all, you know? We started well, messing like, with our faces on photo apps, and now that's just what you're supposed to do in real life, too. And now you can get surgery. And, like, if you're in L.A., you can get surgery. Or, you know, it, if you think there's a lot of sauna and cold plunge places, there's a ton of Botox and cryo <laughs> and all that shit kind of places out there, too, in L.A. And, yeah, I mean, I think for men, too, especially in Los Angeles, it feels like, 
and especially for like certain like looks of people that they, they really people really it's starting to get a little ubiquitous of how people look homogenized like the yeah. the like the kardashians kind of like broke through as to like what a type of woman could look like and they all kind of look very similar and then there there are countless women and you see them in groups all that look very similar it's a my friend groups are all 40 something like comedians and artists and tv people so they're a little more varied but you'll see like and and dudes too you'll see groups of dudes especially young men like 20 something guys You'll just like be at a pool and seven 20 something year old guys will walk in all with like their hats backwards in the same exact way, the same shoes and like very slight variations on bathing suits. And you'd be like, what the fuck? I know growing like me and my friends dressed alike, but you also like made a conscious effort to be like, oh, are you wearing your blanks? Well, I'm not going to wear my air. I'll wear, you wear your air walks? Fine. I'll wear my Pumas or whatever. Going back to 1995 there. But, uh, oh, but like turning yeah. up wearing the same clothing as someone else, right? Whereas now it's like, it feels like everyone has blended and like become a very um, similar version of. The yeah. I, I, and I feel like it's especially. In like New York, the joke is always because like everyone just wears black jackets. And so like mm-hmm. you're just like, oh, everyone like but everyone is kind of, there's like enough variation in style, I think, in New in L.A. because of its car culture and no public transit. Like you can dress however the fuck you want. Like you don't even have to dress for walking around like you could be in an outfit that makes no sense to participate in society. Like you see like. People in like fuzzy slippers, like super short shorts and like a tank top with no bra underneath get out to buy a coffee. And then also there'll be a person in line behind them with like six inch stilettos, a cocktail dress. And be like, it's like 10 a.m. What the fuck is everyone doing? There'll be a dude in like full workout gear with like noise canceling headphones, sunglasses, like dressed like a fucking road cyclist. And then behind him will be a guy in like fully dripped out like Carhartt. And then there'll be another guy behind him in like a fucking ripped t-shirt and like underwear. It's like- It's honestly, it's like being at a casino. You know, casinos are like one of the only other places where you get people that you're just like, how are you all in the same place? Like no one looks like they belong to a single thing here. Right. And I think think this is part of why- the economic status of people on a casino mm. it's like the $5 table is not that far from the $100 table yeah and both people want to gamble so the $100 table might have a certain type of if you want to profile the people there $5 table you might want to you can you know you go to Vegas and you see a guy in a tank top and a wet bathing suit and you're like I don't think this guy's hitting the $100 table today you know he's like, not in the mahogany room tonight no exactly exactly <laughs> and so i think LA has that in droves cuz it is a very it's you know i live in west hollywood and it is very disparate from like block to block it is not yeah. like it's not like a diverse interesting cultural neighborhood in any way but economically it's very diverse there's like a three million dollar mansion next to like a 22 unit shithole like slumlord apartment place and so i think Mm. that mix of people is like is what gives you like that casino energy of like the coffee shop by me has eight dollar cold brews but i a bum in cut off sweatpants will go there along with five women who just got out of like a white Range Rover or a white G6 or whatever. <laughs> yeah, you're so right. Like the disparity is unlike anything else geographically. Cause I feel like where I'm like here in Melbourne, 
it's like basically your downtown, we call it CBD, but downtown. And then you'll have like quite wealthy suburbs for like the next, I guess, like four to five out. And then as you keep going out further and further away, socioeconomic status tends to get lower and lower because things are cheaper and cheaper the further right. out, like, right? So you don't really have that polarizing um, disparity. Whereas in LA, it is literally like one street is so wealthy and then the next street is completely different. It's right. unlike anything else. Yeah, and it's so, and it's because everything's so siloed too. Like the rich people all go to a private schools. They don't even know their neighbors. Like half the fucking $3 million homes are owned by people who aren't even in them and shit like that. Like mm-hmm. there's all that weird stuff going on in LA. And they're all in saunas, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say also a $3 million home at this point in time is like not even a crazy home. Like here, Bro, there is a, to, one, a $3 million do- A one-bedroom, one-bath house around the block for me, so small, no yard, no property. It sold like six years ago for $1.3 million. It was like so – it was smaller than my apartment, like smaller than my kind of like too tiny to live in apartment. And it – I was like this broke – all these stupid mansions, these McMansions, these giant boxes that they build that – they're dumb. I don't understand why anyone would want to live in them, but they at least feel like you're getting some space for a couple of mil. Some of these houses are just like, I'm like, what is this? This person is just going to buy this, sit on it and sell it in two years for like a, a couple hundred grand profit probably. Cause it's not like, I. it's hard to like wrap, wrap your head around who would live in those houses. Like who would buy a, a $1.2 million tiny home? Like, well, that's you, the thing. It's an investment property, right? Like they're right. not going to live in it. It's just for the land. It's just for the land to Airbnb until the value goes up more. I mean, I don't want to get into it, but you know, a lot of private equity in, in home ownership these days where, you know, like BlackRock owns like 40% of empty vacant homes or whatever. And it's just like, that's just on someone's pro. They just have that because houses are going up in value like crazy because some people are lording over them. And, uh, <laughs> So you could just sit on 10 houses in West Hollywood and every year, if you own 10 homes, every year you get 40 grand in value, 600 grand. Like it could be any amount. Like every house is going up like five figures a year. It's like you're printing money at that point. And people are- Yeah, we've fucked up this system so far. (laughs) But right next to that is like unhoused people living like building fucking like, you know. And that disparity is- disgusting it's intense and this all to say that saunas have a wide variety of people inside of them (laughs) (laughs) perfect wait i do want to ask you a quick question though about um uh, my la real estate knowledge and i did live there for six years so i do have like um a bit of an understanding but in terms of the selling sunset side of it i've got no idea because most of those houses are um slightly different to the version that i was living in but it'll be like you know, a eight bedroom house, 12 baths. Why are there 12 baths when there's only eight rooms? I do not understand. Bro, I wanted to talk about that. I, I, I think about this all the time. The bigger the house is, the weirder the ratio of bathrooms to bedrooms is. Yes. Right? There's so many bathrooms. Because <laughs> they're not all connected to the bedrooms because there's more than enough. Like it's like, it's always like six bedroom, eight bath. And you're like, What? What do like you how need is it not eight toilets One for? for one. Yes. How is it not one for one? God forbid two rooms share a bathroom. Like, you oh, know, like. Heavens I, no. Me and my two brothers shared a bathroom for fucking 10 years. 
Exactly. Me Absolutely too. terror. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and before that, I only my mom, my dad, and my three brothers all shared a bathroom, and that was a fucking nightmare. Before we moved, um, I, I find many. that cra- I find that crazy. And yes, selling Sunset will be like five million dollars, ten bedrooms, fourteen baths. <laughs> You're like, people have bathrooms that they don't even go in. That could be what? a fucking sauna. <laughs> <laughs> it could be a sauna. But what I like, I think they're cowards because they don't show you the floor plan. Like, I want to see exactly how this place is laid out because I guarantee you it's batshit crazy. Uh, dude, that's why they won't show you because it'll be like, you'll just go like, oh, that's tacky and disgusting and stupid. I don't want to do that. <laughs> like, I don't want to live there. And people will be like, fair enough. Like, these, the layouts of these houses have to be, you just go down a hallway and there's probably four bathrooms down at the end of the hallway <laughs> so, that, in a row. <laughs> so that they can just write down. Because that, that's part of the problem too. Now that everything is kind of like on paper, you know what I mean? Like all the housing and the value is all on paper. You can kind of see it in my, in, in the neighborhood of West Hollywood. They'll tear down like a cute bungalow with like the tile, Spanish tile roofs and put up a fucking brutalist gray block. And it'll be a fucking four bedroom, huge house. And this is the, this is how, you know, it's not for someone to live in. It'll have no yard. It'll have yeah. absolutely no yard because they f- maximize the square footage. So on paper, this house is a 5,000 square foot house. Holy shit. Enormous. But if you were to move there and you'd be like, ah, weird. I'm paying $3 million and I don't have any backyard. Like, yeah, and like fit- the walls are up to the fence. So you're basically like on your neighbor's property. Yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And you just, cause, and that's just a maximize. And then you go up two floors or a floor and you're this giant block that like looks into the yard of your neighbors and you're just, you're right up against that. And it's all to maximize. Cause like that wouldn't make sense. Like if you live there, you'd want some space. Or if you were like choosing your dream home, you wouldn't just like maximize square footage. You might have some taste or some design. And that's why I think a lot of those like 10 bathrooms, it doesn't matter about the design. They just want it to like, well, yeah, if you have a, every bathroom you add puts like another 40 grand in value on that. You know what I mean? Like there's probably some algorithm that they know of like, that just makes it worth this much more. Oh, oh dude, you got to have an ADU. Cause that makes the value, you know, anything that like raises the value people are going to mm-hmm. do, even if it makes, even if you living there would be like, I don't want this. But like, but it's because we keep prioritizing, like, I guess, um, functionality and efficiency over architecture. And there's like some amazing um, <laughs> threads on X, uh, which is where I get most of my good information. <laughs> but um, I remember reading it, and it was like um, a light post in like London in the 1600s is like this ornate, gorgeous thing. And then now, like, all of our light posts are just like concrete, and then the light, and even like a mailbox or a phone booth or buildings. Like they used to have personality or style, like. This the homes that we're leaving for the next generation, which like jokes on, you know, the planet will be on fire. Who cares? But the houses are so ugly. Like we're not leaving a, a beautiful. Even the suburbs legacy. like houses is they call it that millennial gray, where it's just like yeah. huge white houses with all gray interiors, no no taste, no, and then like a yellow door, and it's just mm-hmm. like there you go, and it's like yeah. Because like I, architecture and design isn't valued in the way that it was. It's now like, how can we make this as quick as possible for as little as money and as most profit? Yeah, most profit. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like, and it's because we've just like, and because honestly, part of it is like society doesn't let us enjoy beautiful things because there really isn't time. 
Like you have to just like, no, you have to work. So the value has to, it has to be worth my time. Cause I only have this much money and it's like, oh, I can move in. I need, doesn't matter what it looks like. I need a home because I'm drowning in renters, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, the system is rigged in a way from the jump to like get us to do this shit. And that's that now I'm going to get on my fucking socialist high horse over here. <laughs> well, it's just like, we've strayed so far from like what actually makes a, a good life <laughs> that now yes. it's so about like being bu- like busy is good. Busy is important and successful and success is equated to money and status. Whereas it's like maybe having time is actually good and maybe being with your family or having like a rich friendship group is successful, but yeah, it's crazy like the only- I'm I'm from the generation of like absentee dads of and and working uh, both parents working and being gone all the time, and I feel like I learned from that that wasn't great, and I feel like we're just doing it again. We're just like nannies. Everyone works because it's like money, power, titles, like all this shit matters, and because. In in our in this country and may, arguably the world, I just know less about the world, so I only feel comfortable speaking. <laughs> I just weird to say in this country to when you're talking to someone who's a whole day ahead of you in another country. But uh, <laughs> yeah, money. We've got rid of it. We don't even do money anymore over here. It's, it's all crazy. boomerangs. You guys are so fucking cute. I love it. <laughs> no, no. Uh, oh, you're gonna be have... so bummed out when you come here. Like I've never even probably seen a boomerang. <laughs> Oh, I know it's not. It's like not at all like Crocodile Dundee. You say, uh, I guess I have to believe you. We don't uh, even have any blooming onions or whatever that dishes at Outback. Oh, that's house. so funny. I love like the history of out uh, Outback, where like the guy who like invented is like, oh yeah, I went to Australia once. Like I don't have any connection to it whatsoever. Just it was like in America, we were obsessed with Australia for like the eighties and nineties because it was just like it's interesting, mate. <laughs> we got like Paul Hogan and Yahoo Serious to just like blow up for us. And probably blame the Murdochs a little low key. Um, oh, we can blame the Murdochs for a few things, actually. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just to jump back to wrap up what I was saying earlier. Um, yes, yes, yes. Sorry. Just because in this country, being poor is a death sentence. Mm. Like, and so, like, we all work like crazy hours because we know it's not great if you're, there's not a, a, a safety net. Like, we're talking about, pe- we see people on the street all the time in LA that's, you you know that like well I can't I have and then that's what makes people less uh, generous less charitable because they're like I need mine no fuck my neighbor I'm not helping them I'm not helping them well that's their problem I need all my money because my kids blah 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 because anything can go ass up in, in a given moment because society is so fucking tenuous and that's like not a great place for any of us to to be in is like gathering resources at like a rate that doesn't like that it doesn't matter there's no cap there's no like i've said this before and it's not a novel thought but like once you get 999 million dollars every time you get another dollar you should it should just be like dude spend this or we're the government's taking it like you have to just like you can't have more than a billion like there's just no need once you have 999 million you're probably good for a little while you don't need four billion. I say spend it, donate it, build shit. Fucking rich people used to like be like, I'm building a beautiful piece of art. I hired like there used to be patrons of the arts. Now people are like, I'm just investing my money more. Not in yeah. like things that improve people's lives, but in ways for me to make more money. 
off of yeah, other I'm people. I'm going to send myself to space. I'm going to put like someone else's blood in my body or like whatever crazy lunatic yes. scheme they're on. But it's like, it should be at a point it goes back into a kitty for other people that need it more to use. Because you're right, like society then everyone is, if you get it, that means I can't get it. And it becomes like very dog eat dog rather than you wanting to help your neighbor. You're like, oh, well, I like... I can't help my neighbor because I can barely help myself at this point. Right. And because I don't know what my future holds because everything is so stressful and dangerous and and money is so paramount that the only way I can feel safe for my generations to come is to have this much money. And it, like that's that's not it's not um sustainable. Like that that no. is like we're seeing it. We're seeing it. We're on we're like redlining our fucking like society. We're just like flooring it. Uh And we're letting people down like uh, all you should want to do is like make sure everyone is like safe and uh, comfortable and has access to like healthcare when they. That need should it, not right? be an argument. There, there should be no, no argument against that. Yeah. And like, how are we failing the people around us so bad that like one little like left turn or like I? There's been points in my life where like things have gone wrong, but I've had like an incredible support system that helped me at that time or something like that, right? But like, especially in America, if you get like sick at an inopportune time or you know something happens at your workplace or you know anything like like it's so i i'm amazed more people aren't unhoused because you can just see how it like it is so easy for that to happen because everything in the country is like working against you i say it all the time but like i speak fluent english am computer savvy uh have money have support system and i'm still like it's still stressful to exist like when Airbnb takes your money and you don't get that. Like, like all these things you're like, how are people who are, I don't have kids either. I like have time. Like there are like parents working multiple jobs with numerous kids that maybe English isn't their first language or there's one computer in the house. And it's like, this shit is impossible. And, in, impossible. and, and when you, when you start to realize now I'm going to sound like a fucking crazy conspiracy guy, but when you start to realize that it's, it's planned. It's part of the point to make it so difficult to speak to someone that in your healthcare company, to make it impossible to get someone from the bank on the line, because if you don't have the time to do it, they just win. Like I've been fighting yeah. with Airbnb for about for $1,500 because they fucked me and like canceled, like all this shit. I've been fighting with them for a year. I've like had <gasps> Amex involved. I've been, and I've eventually just had to give up because I don't have the time because they just have a team of people who are keep. And so I just like lose $1,500. Like, and I, I woe is me. I, it's not going to kill me. Un like, no, but it's luckily. the principle of it. Like it's right. fucked that they can just hide behind like handballing you off to another department or just like never being available and counting on the fact that everyone is run so ragged that they're not going to have time to keep fighting and like following up. They'll just give up because right. you're like, like I have to move on. It's been a year. God help you. You have like something that needs to fix in your car or in your home or in your like every step of that way is like impossible. Like my ice machine broke in my fr fridge and it's been like four months and the organization like the company is like dodging me. And I'm like, you know, if this was like like <laughs> it's a champagne problem that your ice machine stops working. But <laughs> I it helps you understand like if someone's fridge breaks and it's impossible to get a new one like that could fuck up a family <laughs> like that. But also just because it's not a life and death thing doesn't mean that that company doesn't have a responsibility to right. like, be available for that. 
Right. That's what they say they're supposed to do. But instead, now they have my money and they're waiting on the part and it's been three months. And but they still I still paid for it already now. And like, I just I, I can't unsee some of this stuff of like, oh, weirdly enough, this fucked up system benefits you, the company and fucks extra fucks me over. Like, how much would it like? <laughs> why is hotels check in for check out 10 a.m.? That's not a fucking that's fucking sorry. That's like 17 hours. That is crazy. Yeah, who like, decided that and why are we all going along with it? Right. And it's like, oh, well, because the rooms aren't ready yet. I'm like, I bet you the rooms would get ready if you hired three more housekeepers for your hotel. And it's like, mm. well, that would cost us. Oh, okay. Now I go. see what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, so and everything. And this is just me old manning now. And and sauna is like an old man activity. So I feel like old, okay, perfect. Ma- old, yep. <laughs> old person kvetching makes sense. You tied it in perfectly. Oh, thank, thank fucking God. Thank fucking God. Although the now fans I, would have been furious. <laughs> they're like, I tuned in for sauna talk. What the <laughs> fuck is happening here? Um, but the uh, and here's the thing. I bet I, I think I just forgot what I was going to say. Anyway, perfect drug. Uh, weed, weed is a hell of a drug. It may actually have some negative effects on your body. <laughs> I mean, that's uh, going back to like, I guess, uh, the Australia of it all. Um, it's frustratingly like still so inaccessible here. And I was watching um, a clip just this morning. My dad lives with Parkinson's and there is so much evidence of like how helpful it is. It would be for his um, living cannabis condition. for his condition. Yeah. 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 And um, not just that, like, again, like we're so fine giving you an alcohol here, but absolutely like will not let cannabis be a part of our um you know day to day no it makes me so mad because his life would be so much better and you you see all this evidence of people who's like their tremors completely go away but because like the pharmaceutical companies and here we go that's my rant will be about how pharmaceutical companies you know control everything um you know you can have any diagnose you and fucking prescribe 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 print money oh isn't that working you need more guess what you need two pills you need but instead, what you really need is just the sauna. <laughs> uh, we should have, I have to put like a warning on this podcast. It's like, do not, the saunas do not cure cancer as Gabrus mentions in the third act. <laughs> like that he's out of pocket saying shit like that. Do not trust him. But there's no evidence that they don't. Hey, they don't give you cancer. That's for sure. You know? Well, we if did say microwaving internally before and I don't feel good yeah, about that. Yeah, but I think that's actually good for you. <laughs> then you go have like, you go to have a poo in the morning and your whole inside comes out because it's just been nuked in there. <laughs> hey, that's weight loss. That's that's part of the oh. um, effects too, yeah. <laughs> yeah, hey, get, let's get it. Uh, I got my uh, appendix out. That's like a less like 500 grams or whatever bullshit measurement system you guys use. <laughs> oh, yeah, 500 grams. Excuse me, that's about... Would be like a pound, yeah. That's 1.1 pounds, yeah. I only know all the... Uh, the Because I played rugby and I power lifted, I know that... a. Uh, a kilo is 2.2 pounds. So I could do that math fast in my head, but don't get well, me started on centigrade. Uh, I lose <laughs> it. I lose it at Celsius. I don't have well, that. You it, think zero being the temperature for freezing is not a good idea. I dude again, <laughs> old man rants. We got to go metric. It's crazy that America's like, no, ours is dumber and more complicated. Like it's so funny. Uh, it's such a it's funny 12... hill to die on. <laughs> yeah. It makes no, and also you, d- you don't sound cool if you're fighting for the metric system either. You know what I mean? Like, there's no real win there. You're just like, you're a fucking nerd, mate. 
<laughs> but it's just so irritating. Like the world is complicated and divided enough of like, why can't numbers be the same? Right. It's, numbers are a thing that we can like math is and music are like universal languages. But instead yeah. we're like, well, not here in America. It's 12 inches is a foot. Three feet is a yard. It's like, okay, I'm out. <laughs> like forget. My that. brother was telling me because he's an engineer and he said there was a project. Look, I don't know any of the facts. Do not fact check me on any of this. But basically like a bridge fell down because one team was working in metric and one was working in, um, I can't even for the life of me remember what yours is called. Me neither. But- I think it's called like the King's Math or whatever, you know, some <laughs> stupid British shit. <laughs> but it's like shouldn't that have been enough to be like oh okay we should just all be on the same page because like if a whole bridge falls down and people die that is that's the time to change it also the uh the metric system is decimal it's based on tens so like it's mm. way clearer it's like 10 centimeters you know like a hundred centimeters is a meter. <laughs> like, and that just makes sense. A thousand meters is a kilometer. Like, it just it's so clear. And in like in in America, it's like, and five thousand two hundred eighty feet is a mile. That's easy to remember. <laughs> You're like, wait, what? No. And how many and yet, yards? Like, York, like America is still like the country that everyone wants to like be and live in. It's still like the dream of the Western world, right? So like. How, your PR campaign is phenomenal because there is well, so much stuff. As, like, well, it's got, it's gotten bad. I was just about to say. I was about to say, Amy. I don't think we have to worry. I think in the next ten years, uh, America is. I think people are starting to be like, oh, America has this, this, and this, and it's like I hearing from my foreign friends like making jokes about getting shot and shit like that, and I'm like, mm. yeah, no, hard to argue there. You're right, bud. That is something that is uniquely American. They are high risk of. We're not in a war. And yet there's a high risk of getting shot all the time. That seems wrong. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I will, like, when, let me preface it with like when I moved in 2014, it was like you de- you definitely get sold the like movie version as someone that doesn't live there, right? right. And then it's got this like perfect facade. And then I think living there and then 2016 and everything, it's like slowly the facade started to fall. And you're like, well, hang on, like even – having to pay my rent with a check at the bank was super annoying. Like I've been paying that electronically in Australia for like 15 years. I'm like, how are you guys not doing? Why are you still doing checks? What's that about? To keep, uh, to keep banks open. And if, and because it's difficult, if you miss it, they can charge you a late fee. They can kick you out and put someone in there that would pay more. Honestly, it's all designed. So you do fuck up and the corporations benefit. Like I hate, mm. I, I, I hate to be this fucking like tinfoil hat guy, but once you see it, <laughs> Once you see it, once you see everything is designed to like, I hope you do fuck up because we, and if you have money, you can make all these fuck ups and it's not a problem. Yeah. You know, if you have the money, like I saw, I saw something that just like broke my brain open on X. I believe it was just like, if the punishment for a crime is a fine, it's only a crime to, for poor people. Because then oh it's not God. a crime. Like if if a speeding like if rich people could just pay speeding tickets, they could just pay parking tickets, they could just pay, they can do whatever they want. Because yeah, there's no are, consequences. Yeah, and that's fucking stressful. <laughs> you know, no, I think we've got a perfect system. Yeah, ten out of ten, no notes. <laughs> you said there's a place with a pool and a sauna in Australia. All right, I'll see you there. <laughs> <laughs> and not even a single spider in that pool. So unfortunately, oh, Spider Man is unemployed, but plenty of men who think they're Superman. That's for sure. <laughs> How perfect. 
Um, Amy, thank you so much for coming on High and Mighty. This has been a blast catching up, dude. Um, oh my god, and- perfect afternoon for me. I know it's deep into your evening, but I'm looking yeah. at it like the glorious sunshine, having a having a good old time. Yeah, it's eight thirty here. I'm ready to be like shit. I should have ate dinner before we recorded, but uh, oh no, I- I'll be I'll I'll survive. Believe it or not, I think I'll be okay. <laughs> Wait, quick question: What's for dinner? Um, for dinner, I have made, I previously made some shredded chicken thighs in like a teriyaki and pineapple kind of thing. Um, okay. I'll probably just throw that over. I'm eating alone tonight. So it's like, that's just protein and greens. Usually if I'm being healthy when I'm doing it right, it's protein and greens when I'm not, it's protein melted cheese and some sort of, uh, carb <laughs> no it's protein and greens then like uh followed by a large pizza chaser <laughs> yeah exactly i mean i do have two empanadas in the fridge which if uh i end up getting into the grass this evening i might end up heating up as well i'm a bad boy Amy. i gotta get back well, to my sauna yeah uh, well do both take the empanadas down there you will fit right in <laughs> oh these are still a little frozen can you guys just not Touch them with your feet while I steam oh. them here. <laughs> Maybe that was the thing. She'd been warming it up that whole morning. Right. It was a cold burrito. And she's like, I'm going to leave this in the steam. <laughs> okay. I'm making myself nauseous. Uh, Amy, <laughs> what what would you like to plug? Where can people find you? Um, I mean, I mostly don't care. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's please, fair. <laughs> please leave me alone. Um, I did a... Maybe your um, listeners will enjoy it. I did a show called Thank God You're Here, which is on Paramount+. Plus. It's an Australian show, but it's like an improv sketchy I think show. I saw some clips of this. Tell me it's like you kind of like a person doesn't know the scene they're entering or something like that. And everyone everyone's in costume and props. And it's like they just have to be they get like dropped into a fucking scene more or less. Totally. So there's like a comedian on one side of a door. He doesn't know what's going. He or she doesn't know what's going on. They don't know what's going on. And then there's a room full of people on the other side that are in costumes. It's like full on set. Um, have like you know prompts and things that they have to do in the scene, which is what my job is. I'm one of like the ensemble. Yeah, and then yeah, that so person fun. walks in. Oh, it's the best. Like every episode, I'm like you know in three different costumes, different worlds. It's so fun. That's and so then, cool. Yeah, guest walks in, you say, thank God you're here, you know, the the king of France is ready to see you or whatever the scenario is, and then that person just has to, like, bullshit their way through the next Just play along, yeah. Yeah! It's it's so fun. It's like a really heightened improv game of, like, of just, like, uh, we know what's going on, and then this person doesn't. And then I feel like uh, Aussie's Aussie comedy is, like, is popping off in a way. I mean, in the last, like... 20 years especially but i feel like it's such a hotbed for comedy now i mean we'll take it uh (laughs) (laughs) i'm not sure i feel that way on the inside we have a very good stand-up scene because like every year we have the melbourne international comedy festival which is like a world famous um thing but i guess in terms of improv and sketch it's definitely a smaller market than um like what was in los angeles and stuff but it's coming along and and this show is good for getting improv out to the masses yeah that's so fun if you lived if you worked in entertainment in australia is melbourne the city or is is sydney also a viable option or is sydney like a different vibe or something like that or are they like really close together and i'm being stupid and naive (laughs) They're the same thing. No, I'm kidding. Um, no, uh, they're both like Melbourne and Sydney. Melbourne is definitely more of like your comedy hub. Um, Sydney, everyone's like more busy being beautiful. So I like being in Melbourne where like for six months you can wear a coat and be like a disgusting person and just try and, um, distract people with laughter. Uh, but yeah, they're both there. It's kind of like, I guess like LA and New York. 
They right, that's what I was gonna I was gonna make yeah. that assumption. Uh well that's that's thank God you're here on Paramount Plus. People yeah. check it out. Check out Amy Ruffle. I think you play a pregnant person or a nurse in one sequence. I definitely do. I <laughs> yeah. That's I the one like, I saw, and I, that made me laugh. Uh, the and I didn't know anyone in it except you, and it was only from your Instagram. I think that I had seen it, <laughs> and that's but, exactly how we want people to watch it. Just like tangentially through an Instagram account while it's they're perfect. at the beach, while they're high, while they're eating a <laughs> steamed burrito. Just kind of half look at it while you just thumb through and be like, "Wow, cool!" And just go look at a picture of a kid, then look at a picture of like violence, and then look at a picture of uh, a pl- another person's plug. Eh, any, honestly, any of your um, any of your views will get my show a second season. So I don't care how you're viewing it; doesn't affect me. Yeah, get there, <laughs> get after it, people. Thank God you're here. Thank God you were here, Amy. Wow, uh, beautiful stuff. Yes. Uh, as we will always, have to get you out to Australia. I feel like you would have an absolute blast here and go to like a football game, not n- like rugby for sure, but I want to take you to an AFL game. I would love to go to an AFL, any footy. I'm a big league fan too. I love rugby okay. league and I know uh, that's a little bit of a thing down there too. Um, I would love to. And I I am, my best friend, he is, he, he he's going to go back and visit for an extended period of time because a, f- a friend of a friends of his are getting married and I might tie into that trip and then do some like live dates too around the country. So yeah, like, I, yeah, so, so I could expense, so I could, uh, you know, uh, expense the whole thing more or less. Oh yeah. Tax write-off <laughs> for sure. <laughs> uh, I'm here for business, baby. I get bit by a spider on day one. Um, uh, as That's always, content, baby. <laughs> yeah, shoot it. It's content. Sell it. Everything, monetize all your hobbies because uh, the future is bleak. Um, <laughs> you can check out uh, my action movie podcast at actionboys.biz. We talk about classic action movies longer than the runtime of the movies. I don't know if that's a good thing for you guys. And then, uh, yeah, that's the main plug. I have some live shows coming up uh, by when this comes out. So uh, peep the calendar, but I got a couple of uh, December shows in New York and L.A. Adam Pally and I touring a live version of our travel show. And I uh, I don't know if it's been announced yet, but I have another live show January in L.A. that fans of uh, the podcast may want to check out. Um, Amy Ruffle, thank God you're gone. <laughs> Bye, <laughs> shithead. <laughs> See you in the sauna, boo. <laughs> That was a HeadGum Podcast. In a part of the world where there are no rules. Holy shit. Holy shit, guys. I'm so pumped. I definitely have not watched this since I rented it on VHS in 92. Strangers united by the threat of death. We got all the fucking major players. Seagal. Vladimir Putin is a good man. Arnold. Here, come. Give it to me. I need you to cream pie me now. Stallone. People are loving this movie. It's actually, it's got a lot of heart. You're mentally irregular. (laughs) Now, somewhere... Somehow, someone's gonna pay. I would fucking love for my wife to like see me rip a guy's throat out. But they didn't count on one thing. This movie's fucking insane. (laughs) It's how you know it's a good movie. You have to do almost all the work yourself to figure it out. Well, there's a fantasy component. There's some sword fighting. There's some lightning. Bam, 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 bam. bam. There's a new kind of 
game in town. You wake up after a few years, and then you don't even know who you are anymore. We're going to be making Terminators. <laughs> We're going to make a really great deal with the Xenomorphs. What? I don't hate them, but I've been in a room <laughs> Yes, I understand. This is now the 20th ending of the movie. I am dark. I'm your dad. <laughs> Action, boys. Boys will be boys. Subscribe here for bonus content and more free stuff from behind the paywall. To get new episodes, become a patron at actionboys.biz. Do it. Do it. Come on. Do it now.